0: Rick Haro joins us tonight, uh, our sports business and legal insider. I have no idea where he is. He was in San Diego. He was in uh, Washington, D.C. He's, he's a well-traveled uh, all over the world. He's a legend. Where are you tonight, Mr. Harrow? Oklahoma City. They got the bow tie Ball, which is the Fields and Futures, and
1: this MAPS plan, which is a big kind of infrastructure plan that has spent a billion dollars on stadiums and stuff, passed 72% two nights ago. So I've been here for a while. And we were doing this bow tie kind of Christmas extravaganza. I just turned on the game. I, I guess I kind of missed it. Right uh, an hour ago, it might have been closed. But wow, forty-two points, huh? God, what, yeah. what kind of defense is
0: that? Uh, well, believe me, you. It's more than just the defense. Their defense has been absolutely abysmal. But uh, this guy. Uh, Darnold. Some of his reads and passes uh, make me want to puke. I mean, this guy is absolutely all over the place. But now it's uh, 42-21. They got the two-point conversion to Anderson, a, mur- a miraculous catch in the corner of the end zone. So there you go. They're they're at least within uh, in seven and a half minutes. They are within a backdoor cover if they can if they can score. So well, you you can do that. But by the way, so I'm in I'm
1: in Oklahoma City. And then Kansas City tomorrow. I'm going to go to my bucket list. Kansas basketball uh, Saturday and the Chiefs uh, Broncos Sunday. I've, I've never been to Arrowhead as a fan. That'll be cool.
0: Oh, uh, it's a great place. I've been there. Not only have I been there, I was there as a child and uh, got to take a picture with and get an autograph, and I have it to this day with Len Dawson.
1: Yeah, well, how about Hank Stram matriculating down the field? I remember, you know, that early 70s. How about that Dolphin uh, Chiefs game? We, we, we in Miami hang on to that. Because we have nothing else to hang on to. Oh, now listen. Let me ask
0: you uh, a question. Did you hear about uh, David Stern tonight? No. What do you do? Uh, he had a brain hemorrhage. Oh, no. And he's okay. in a, a hospital and not doing well, apparently. Oh, boy.
1: He is a, a, you know, he, he still uh, raises money for charity. I, I saw him about six months ago. Very lucid. Everybody still attracts a crowd, so that's not good.
0: So uh, here's another one for you. What do you think of uh, his, uh, his uh, you know, the replacement, Adam Silver? Tonight uh, they announced, uh, rather today, that the NBA will have a G League team in Mexico City.
1: Well, that's the right answer because they want to go as many places as they can, and the G League is a perfect perfect kind of scouting alternative. They're not going to have big attendance, but if they have some attendance and they get through – all the issues regarding immigration and all that—it's—it's it's the right answer. And by the way, speaking of basketball, the speaker tonight, Bill Walton—I, I, you Big know, red. I never spent any time with him. What, what a, what a, what a classic! He—I I don't think he's—I don't think he's on this planet. But by the way, the planet that he's on, I want to be on. It, it, it was really yeah. fun. I interviewed him and asked him a couple questions, and ten minutes later. We came up for air. Yeah,
0: I think he's uh, actually uh, fantastic doing basketball I, I games. He's entertaining. He's bizarre. He's weird. He's a freak. He's funny. Uh, you know, he does stuff like living uh, living in teepees and stuff. He's he's absolutely out of his mind. But I, I think it's fascinating because, uh, believe it or not, I think everybody else sounds the same. I think everybody else is the same, boring, same analyst, same well, let me sport coat. Stand,
1: standing O tonight to a mainstream fundraiser crowd for fields and for kind of arenas and corporate stuff. And he's good with uh, jeans on. He's good with shorts on. I did the interview with him today and, you know, the John Wooden stuff. He's had 38 surgeries. He was near death for a few years. Uh, He was talking about spirituality and life. But he also knows the game,
0: and he's also brighter than most people. So I, I loved today with the guy. You know, he actually, uh, believe it or not, I think uh, got the most fantastic education ever uh, at UCLA because I think uh, John Wooden uh, made sure that he got that accomplished. And he, I think he credits, uh, from what I remember of him, he credits Wooden for all of his success in life. Everything. Well, Jack Ramsey a little bit when he was with the Blazers, he, he said – but it was really Wooden
1: this, Wooden that. He told the story real quick. I won't tell it like he did because we don't have 40 minutes. But he said that you know he came in as a senior and went to John Wooden and said, hey, you know, I want to grow a beard. It's the late 60s. Uh, I want to express myself, First Amendment. And he said, you know, uh, 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 Bill, it was, it's really well thought out, and you have every right to do it, but we're going to miss you. Which was a great, a great line. So uh,
0: I have to ask you a question. I was uh, Rick Carl with us, our sports business and legal insider. Good friend of mine. Uh, So I have to say, um, you know, I've been watching uh, the Champions League and the Premier League. And uh, believe it or not, La Liga, Bundesliga. I watched uh, the French League. Uh, I've watched the Spanish Premier League. I've been watching millions of games, and I have to tell you, the more I get involved watching this uh, great game around the world of soccer, football, whatever you want to call it, I find. Listen, I mean, I mean this when I say this. I think it is actually it is now surpassing for me as the as the best sport to actually watch. Uh, on television or in person, I have to say why? Because I think that the NFL and NBA and NHL and baseball, with all of their g-damn commercials and timeouts and and reviews and video reviews and all the and the refs just ruining games. I have to tell you, watching you know ninety minutes of football, soccer, uh, where they just have like a 10-15 minute halftime where they cram all the commercials in at the halftime. I actually find that uh, very palatable and pleasing and synthetic. That I get a watch 90 minutes of pure excellence at the highest level of the game, the best players in the world playing. And I got to tell you, it's so much better, in my opinion, than any sport in America. It's not even funny. Well, maybe college
1: basketball, because you get a game there for two hours, right? But the bottom line is, people more, it's a brilliant move to have the Premier League be capturing Saturday morning. It's either Saturday morning cartoons or the Premier League, and NBC got it done. And then you led to Bundesliga and La Liga and everybody else. And the MLS, some say, is a beneficiary because everybody's watching soccer. Others say you can realize how good international soccer is versus uh, not. Uh, Listen, I'm in Oklahoma City, and they just got a stadium done as part of their referendum. They may want USL, keep it. They may want MLS. But soccer is sweeping the country, and a lot of it is because everybody's watching Premier League and La Liga and everything you're watching. So you're not alone.
0: Well, and now you've got, like, uh, so I, I was watching, uh, you know, they have the Europa now going on, with the, which is basically the failed Champions League teams that didn't make it to the knockout stage, right? And, yeah. I'm, and I'm just, like, fascinated with it. Uh, I just think it's absolutely unbelievable. And uh, some of these uh, leagues, like, that I've watched, I never even, you know, really knew uh, about a lot of them. Uh, you know, I didn't know, I mean, the teams. So when I looked at the tables and started studying it, I found uh, more and more like I'm just fascinated by it. and some of these, you know, player contracts and the money they're making and the money they invest like some of that, like the Man City team owned by these sheiks. I mean, these are b- multi billionaires. I mean, they do not mess around. These players are making fat money, Rick.
1: Well, and look at the the tinkering they do with their product. You know, it's 150 years old. So you would say, why change? Well, the relegation idea is a great idea listen, if they had relegation, this Jets team would be gone, by Dolphins would be gone, and you know they earned the right to come up next year. You can't do that here because everybody is signed on to a same kind of structure and you'd kill the asset value, so you never do it. But over there, that, that's a big deal. And these tournaments midseason, as you said, when uh, Adam Silver said he wants to experiment with something like that, everybody said you're crazy. But take another look. When you look at some kind of things to shake up, the monotony of a regular season, it is good stuff.
0: All right, so we'll come back with Rick Harrow. We'll go decade in review and go through the technology and media of the last 10 years. When is that coming up, uh, uh, Carver? What do we got next, M- Mavi? Huh? Okay, we'll go, then we'll do this real quick. Do I have time to do this, right? All right, uh, so Rick, let's go through some of these really fast. My apologies. Yeah, cool. High definition. Cool.
1: Yeah, well, we, you know what we did was we did the top 15 items that influenced technology right. in the decade. And number one, I thought was high-def. Remember when Wide World of Sports uh, and their clips, what they looked like. The first high-def television was ABC in January for the Super Bowl there. But now every telecast is HD, and it's become a big deal. 4K TV, ultra-high-def. Imagine what would happen if we didn't have it. So this whole idea of content taking over the world, that's a big deal this last decade. This is a whole decade in review.
0: What about uh, smartphones? You would think that would be huge. Well, yeah,
1: I mean, smartphones galore, but the bottom line is everybody's realizing that now more people are watching iPhones, iPads, than they are uh, little, uh, uh, you know, television, big television, little televisions. And so uh, we have opportunities to do it right. So if you do it wrong, remember what mobile ESPN did. It didn't make it in the 2010s, died 2006. They lost $150 million bucks. So the bottom line is you've got to do it right but obviously this is here to stay.
0: What about all the cameras they have, like at NFL games and sporting events that are hanging over the field of play and tennis courts and and the like?
1: That's in our top five. We talked about cameras as kind of a big deal. Not only the high-tech stuff built into iPhones, but the technology in 1984 introduced the aerial camera used in the NFL after 2001. And now, look, Field goals look a lot harder from 50 yards with that camera behind the kicker. And so we even have stuff like the Drone Racing League now, which in its fourth season, Twitter, NBC, Sky Sports, all their global media partners cover it, and you couldn't do it without some of this new technology.
0: What about, like, the the Fitbits and the Apple Watches and, like, Beats by Dre and, like, VR headsets and and the like? Wearables is number six on the
1: list, and so Fitbit 2007 – More than 100 million devices. Chinese companies, Samsung and others, can't even pronounce it, they've entered the the market and have taken it over. Uh, Google is looking at buying Fitbit for $2.1 billion. So you wear it, you track it, you look at the numbers, you buy it, and it's making a lot of coin. How
0: about um, social media certainly has changed the world?
1: Well, you know, it certainly has for a lot of different reasons. We have a president that's become president because now we have Twitter every morning, for example. But now pro athletes are only as good as their Instagram stories. By the way, Ronaldo, 160 million followers. Neymar, 112 million. LeBron, 48 million. Even Gareth Bale at 40 million. So we don't track people based on their home runs and their offensive productivity anymore. We track them based on social media.
0: Yeah, uh, Ronaldo with the game winner uh, for Juventus yesterday, and Neymar had a goal as well for PSG in the uh, Champions League. They both are bad asses. Uh, I mean, are you going to put out odds now, too? Or are you, are you I ready actu- for that? I actually am. Uh, so sports gambling, <laughs> how much has that changed everything? And fantasy.
1: Well, fantasy, obviously a big deal. We used to do fantasy in 2011. DraftKings, FanDuel, expanded it. I would say that gambling is kind of number one as far as traditional change, although it's on the top 10 as far as tech is concerned as well. But let's remember that we have about 18 states. By next year, we're going to have nearly 30. And in 10 years, everybody, I predict, except maybe Utah, is going to have some kind of gambling because they don't want to lose the revenue from their next-door neighbor. And the bottom line is leagues, players, player association, everybody. And now we're going to have Gambling, as you know, inside arenas and stadiums. And five years ago, people would have thought you were crazy.
0: And they already do. And finally, (laughs) analytics.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, now we hire people, you know, based on who they they are and what kind of geeks they are. And I only mean that the Bill James baseball abstracts, remember that, that was an outlier. Now front offices will hire everybody who can do the analytics. And it's still the age-old debate. Old-time general managers say... You've got to make decisions with your heart. The analytics guys in control say, yeah, but you've got to do it based on numbers. That debate's as old as the hills, and so we'll keep going.
0: All right, Rick, have a fantastic weekend and a uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I will uh, not be here next week when we do this normal uh, report. So if I don't talk to you, have a, a wonderful holiday with your family and friends and a safe one. And God bless you. I love you. And uh, happiest of holidays.
1: I love you, too, man. If we're not on the air, I'm going
0: to call you anyway because I I need my Pharrell fix. That's what I'm talking about. Rick Harrow, ladies and gentlemen, from Oklahoma City. tonight. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.
1: Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.